Well, we managed to get to an hour without Kyle here, so <laughs> well done, everyone. We're good. We're good. Hey, we're seasoned pros at this point. That's right. Uh, all right, so let's move on to. Oh, actually, before we move on to our main topic, um, do you guys want to really quickly talk about the? Are you guys caught up on what if? Yeah. What What was the last episode you saw, uh, Josh? Uh, it was the. Um, this week was a. Uh, Thor and Loki. Thor. It was Thor. No, what's okay. the one before that? Is it zombies? Yeah. All right, that's as far as I got. But you guys oh, go ahead. It's fine. Zombies. No, it, it's fine. We will. We don't need to talk zombie. I mean, we don't need to talk about the latest one. We can catch up when Kyle comes back, uh, but we can talk about the. the zombie I would say, one. I would say, I would say this Thor though is what the show should maintain that level of fun. Oh, yeah, okay. I agree. Because they've had so many peaks and valleys of highs yeah. with the you know uh, Chadwick Boseman episode yeah. to lows of the Doctor Strange one that are just so dark. That this show, this episode was so fun that I kind of wanted to stay there and just keep joking. Oh, actually, episode six was uh, the Killmonger episode. Did you watch that? Again? Oh, we did watch that. That's okay. That's the last one we watched was Killmonger. So, which, yeah, because we haven't done too. we haven't done Very it yet. Heavy. So, spoiler alert uh, for what if up to episode six. So we won't talk about the Thor episode, but we'll talk a little bit about zombies and and Killmonger. Um, did you guys like those episodes compared to this other stuff, the ones previous? I I didn't like zombies, and it's partly because I am just burnt out on zombies, and it's partly that that whole episode felt very much like just fan service. Like, Josh, you can stop watching The Walking Dead. You don't have to keep watching The <laughs> no, Walking Dead. I've only ever seen the first fifteen minutes of one episode. I'm just like, if I'm going to watch anything zombies, it's going to be Shaun of the Dead. That's it. And then I'm I'm in and out like I've had my zombie fill. I just I'm just so bored of zombies lately. But that that whole episode just felt like. Do you remember how you really wanted to see Bucky fight Cap? Here you go. Yeah. Do you remember how you really want to see this person fight this person? Well, here you go. Right. It just it felt it just felt kind of pointless. I really I really didn't like that. I liked Killmonger a bit more because I like the idea that no matter what Killmonger is going to win, right? Oh, hey, is, is it um, uh, Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, I think the my issue with the zombies episode was that I, I feel like the zombie episode needed a little bit more of a serious tone, but because of the characters they picked, like especially adding the guy uh, David the Small Chin from Ant Man, yeah. Like it was like a joke every thirty seconds. Like like Marvel won't let you build any tension because I guess they're afraid the audience is gonna like be apprehensive. I don't know. It's weird because like no tension could be built because anything would happen that would you be like, oh, that's messed up. Immediately somebody comes in with a joke. Yeah, and just like it. Yeah, it was. It was I like. I like fun episodes too, like the the Thor one we had recently. Uh, but I don't need a joke every thirty seconds when, like, like you know, you're about to we, die. When we just found out that that a Vision kidnapped Black Panther to feed Wanda, like, you know, like let yeah. that sink into the viewers. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean that one was fine. I. It did get me interested in going back to revisit the comics. I, I don't, and they're probably not as good as I remember either. Um, 
but but, it, <laughs> but it, it's they, a fun they aren't. I mean, they're 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 kind of one and done stories. Yeah. They're not ones you revisit. I mean, in my mind, they aren't. I'm not it, that. I mean, and I love zombies, but they're all kind of the same thing. I will say the Marvel Zombies comics is the most I've ever been exposed to uh, Ash from the Evil Dead because I read the crossover of uh, Army of the Dead versus Marvel Zombies. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hang on. How do you know who Bruce Campbell is? Because <laughs> he, I watch he, Burn he, Notice. And, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Holy I've shit. Seen, I've Tell never me. seen Burn Notice, but they're going <laughs> to... There's a, there's, a, there's a really funny as an skate uh, like where they have a whole game show just like what is burn notice like that's a whole show. <laughs> I mean, okay, you know Bruce Campbell from you know uh, the first two Raimi Spider-Man films, right? He's yeah. got cameos in both, and he's in all three. He's I, the, again, I, I haven't seen the third one. Oh, so. he's, well, he's a wait, he's a waiter in that one. The third all right, one. but I mean, wait, but your only exposure. To Ash from the Evil Dead is through a comic crossover with Marvel Zombies? Yep. Holy shit, go at the very least watch Army of Darkness. I will lend it to you. I have it on Blu-ray. I have a list. We're going to start with In, li <laughs> in Living Color. Yeah. Um, Kids in the Hall. Oh. And we'll get to Evil Dead. Okay. I have a proposal for Halloween this year. We all watch either Evil Dead 2 or Army of Darkness. And then we do a show around it for Evil Halloween. Dead 2. Evil Dead 2? Uh, yeah, I can do that. I, I've got that as well. So I, I was going to propose that we do something like that, but um, I just don't want to... This is going to be me uh, in, in October because of you guys. Here, let me share, so, let me share my screen. Uh, do it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, do you know what movie that's from? Yeah, I've seen A Clockwork Orange. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll bring the eye drops. Um, <laughs> I saw A Clockwork remember, Orange when I was 10. Remember, oh, my. That's a little yeah, too early, that one I fucked think. me up. <laughs> what? Holy crap. I was very unsupervised as a child, and TV was my dad. So I watched uh, uh, Apocalypse Now, <laughs> Tin Drum, and uh, A Clockwork Orange when I was all around 10. Wow! No, we, cable. We, we've talked about uh, how I ended up watching a Clockwork Orange uh, because I was watching that show with uh, with about the lawyers on TNT. Uh, what's it called? The lawyers on with, TNT with uh, with Zach Morris, Franklin and Bash, Franklin and Bash, Michael lawyers Mc hardly, <laughs> and uh, Michael McDonald is that his name, right? Michael McDonald, the singer? No, 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 no. The actor who who's in a Clockwork Orange. Oh, oh, Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. He's in Franklin and Bash. So I started going through his IMDb and I was like, oh, Stanley Kubrick. Okay. So because of Franklin and Bash. You saw Franklin and Bash before and that's how yes. you got to. The clockwork what the fuck? Okay, wait, wait. I just have to point out in the past five minutes, Daniel has brought up Franklin and Bash in Burn Notice. <laughs> I was racing them based the cable. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That's so great. I love, I love, Jesus. I love television. But no, <laughs> in color. Like I'm gonna go pull some of the best. I'm gonna pull all the best of in living color and send you a playlist. All right. 
I mean, because you will see Jim Carrey in it and realize this is exactly why he made the first three films he made. And, right. Yeah, Fire, gonna... Fire Marshal Bill. Fire yeah. Marshal Bill. Yeah. You and directly from that, you get the mask, you get Ace Ventura, you get things where they want his like his Looney Tunes rubber faced antics. Like that's what they wanted. So and I'm gonna take that list, Clay, and instead of watching it, I'm just gonna upload those clips to TikTok. And then that's how <laughs> That's he's going to gonna, gonna, a new generation to yeah. living color. He's going to, he's going to take that list. He's going to IMDB each of the actors in it and somehow <laughs> end up with like the entire Kubrick oeuvre. Ooh, ooh. Um, <laughs> Rizzoli and Isles. Oh yeah. <laughs> Rizzoli and Isles. <laughs> oh my God. That's how he got to Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching uh, Rizzoli and Isles and then all of a sudden they this Gandhi reference. I look it up and I'm like, Hey, Ben Kingsley, I like that guy. Let's see what this movie's about. Hey, the Mandarin. Oh. All right. The uh, oh, oh the, the funny guy from Shang-Chi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Um, so we have uh, yeah, so so that's so what about the Killmonger episode? Did you guys like that one? I, I really like that one because I'm a big fan of that Killmonger character. Yeah, it was great to see him back and do what he does yeah. better. Yeah. It was it was it, it it was really interesting just to see again that Killmonger is driven by this specific ideology, and it's not like what we see in the events of Black Panther. The only way he's going to realize that um, that was really good. I I kind of I hate this. I kind of felt like um, uh, oh god, I just blinked on the actor's name who plays Killmonger. Uh, Michael, Michael B. Jordan. Jordan. Okay, thank you. Um, he kind of phoned it in a little bit. Space I don't know. Jam, Space Jam 2's Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I've and I've kind of felt like like that with some of the actors coming to do what if. And I wonder if it's just that unique ability to do voiceover work is something they're not. I mean, they're they're not Mark Hamill, right? Mark Hamill can walk into you know a, a, a recording studio and just knock it out of the park. So I, I feel like some of that's made what if a little bumpy for me at least, but. Okay. Uh, that's a, was that a pun? No, because no. Scars? Because the Killmonger killed, whenever he kills somebody, he. <laughs> no. Wow. That's a, that's a, this is a pun. That's a deep cut. My that's friend. Right. Um, that's yeah. also a pun. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right. Um, uh, well, that was a what if recap. Yeah, let us know when you're caught up on the other one. We okay. Talk about the next two. We only have like three left, I think. What is this week's? I don't know. They announced I, it? I try not to look at the uh, like. Okay. I try not to look at the previews if I can avoid them. Like I can't always avoid them because social media and stuff. Like they'll be retweeting promos all the time. Uh, and then Marvel's YouTube channel also just puts like big pictures. So. Uh, but yeah, let me know when you cut up. We'll probably catch up maybe on the next two uh, by next week. Okay, sounds good. So, all right, now now on to the main into the main event uh, today. The reason for, we're all here. That's right. For our main topic, uh, so for those of you in the know and those of you that don't, uh, we're about to tell you right now. Uh, last weekend uh, was Batman Day on on Saturday. <clears throat> Now, Batman Day uh, started in 2014 on the 75th anniversary of Batman. On July 23rd was the first ever Batman Day, uh, where DC just has, like, 
they had they had exclusive stuff like they had a few like little comics in in, in statues and stuff like that for Batman Day, but uh, they also put out for the seventy five year they they had this I think it was it was one of those like eighty page anthology books. Mm-hmm. Um, after the after twenty fourteen they moved it to the third Saturday of September every year. So ever since the first one after that. Batman days on the third, yeah, yeah, wow. the Batman Detective uh, one thousand. Um, so, so yeah, on on the third uh, Saturday of every year or September and every year, that is now Batman Day for for DC Comics. Uh, so we wanted to do a show for a Batman Day extravaganza the day after. Uh, we couldn't, so we're just doing it now. Do you uh, leave out milk and cookies for Batman? <laughs> uh, I let him hang out with my parents. <laughs> you just walk in you guys still hanging all right <clears throat> let me know when you guys are just no i tell them just bring first of all don't take him to see a play uh, <laughs> and please you got you've got zorro on the tv and he's like oh too soon guys too soon please bring um, them back before midnight <laughs> um, take this way home avoid crime alley yeah so i wanted to yeah, I don't, I'm glad we live in the suburbs. Um, <laughs> I I wanted to ask, do you guys remember like your first encounter with, and it may be the same one for all three of us, even, uh, but your first encounter with Batman? Like, uh, uh, well, I'll tell you now, mine is definitely Batman '66. Really? Oh, that's, that's, what I, okay. that's really my first. Say. Yeah, I thought yours wouldn't be Batman. I thought yours was going to be '89. We would watch reruns of it. Of well, because we didn't really go to. I don't remember going to the theater a lot when I was younger. Like, because by the in '89 I would have been three. So there's really no point in taking a three year old to the movies. No, there's not. Not for Batman, at least. No. You know, like go watch. Uh, I don't know, Lollapalooza. No, not Lollapalooza. to a concert. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So I don't think we would have. I, I, I not watched that movie later in the '90s, but. I don't think it was. It was definitely Batman '66 because they would replay, they would do reruns on TV, um, and it was fun and you know big bright colors and moving around and yeah that was so that definitely mine. Um, mine too. Mine, mine was so I, I didn't realize Batman '66 existed until like we were on vacation one time and it came on the TV when we were on vacation and I was blown away. So I was like, where is this like TV show been my whole life? I think mine was either they kind of blend together, either super friends or Scooby-Doo meet Batman and Robin. Like it was, it was, and it was all around the same time period. So um, those are mine. <clears throat> Most likely uh, super friends. Yeah. Cool. See, for, Batman 66 ran here, I think on channel 11 back to back with the George Reeves Superman. Mm. so so you had batman superman hour and so that's what i watched and just loved it it was just it was cartoony and campy but it was fun with costumes superman flew i don't know it had more of a feel like i got to the cartoons eventually Mm -hmm. uh and that kind of took its place but yeah if i don't think if i had batman 66 i would have it got me excited for batman and everything it could be with all the cool villains and stuff. And you had Vincent Price. And even as a kid, you knew Vincent Price was kick ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even though he played Egghead. Egghead. 
<laughs> I mean, the villains were what they were, but you like I like I love Joker, but Riddler and Penguin were just so good on that shit. Even Frank yeah. Gorshin, but I and I'm really want to focus on Frank Gorshin first. He was great. John Aston was good, but Frank Gorshin was great. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. If anything that we saw in Jim Carrey's Riddler, it came from Frank Gorshin's Riddler. Yeah, yeah. He just he just took the character and put it through the Jim Carrey filter, but but it really is. You can tell, like all. I mean, Batman sixty six had just sent, even though it had like three Catwomen's, which would be cool to do an exploration. Four? Was it four? Catwomen? I think it was four. Yeah, Eartha wow. Kitt. Uh, uh, Yvonne, no, that was uh, Batgirl. Um, who's the one? Julie that, Newmar. Was she the one in the movie? Like, she was only in the movie, yeah. Okay. Julie, no, she Julie Newmar did TV and movie. Oh, she did, yeah. Okay, Julie Newmar, Eartha Kitt. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm counting on Daniel for, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking. Um, I think I will I'm say, intern for this, I will say, <laughs> I, I, I was always very excited. Uh, to see whenever the whenever sixty six had a different opening when uh, Batgirl was gonna show up, yes, because she was show up in the in in her motorcycle. Uh, okay, so yeah, Julie Newmar, uh, Lee Merriweather, Lee Merriweather. That was the she was the movie one only. She was the movie one. Yeah, Eartha, Eartha Kitt, and uh, yeah, it looks like this is yeah. I think it was only the it was three. only three. Fuck, I yeah. thought there was a fourth one. I I really thought there were four too. I, I remember. Meriwether did the movie because I think Newmar was unavailable for filming mm -hmm. that. And so they had it. They, and then she plays this like super big role in the movie, which is kind of weird, but. Um. Oh yeah. Julie Newmar having been warned too late and already under contract for another project had to pass the suit onto Lee Meriwether for the, for Leslie H. Martison. I imagine as the director of the movie. I think so. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. You know, um, though, I have a weird gateway the same way uh, Daniel does. I watched Batman and it led me to Green Hornet. He appears oh, on Green Hornet and then I went to Green Hornet oh. and then discovered Green Hornet was related to uh, the Lone Ranger. Oh, that's fascinating. Huh. I, I do remember because they would replay. I mean, the shows were they didn't look the same, but they had the same kind of feel of like, I don't know. I, 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 I think maybe because the TV would lump them in together. Yeah. Like, uh. And they wouldn't do that with the Wonder Woman show, which was interesting. Like, mm -mm. I don't think that one got as much replay on syndication as as the other ones. But yeah, no, it was it was really hard to find for a long time. Yeah. I know at a certain point when MeTV started up, they began re-airing it um, yeah. along with Batman '66. Like Green Hornet was definitely the first time I ever saw Bruce Lee in anything. Even you know, if I, I Wonder Woman, I've only never had seen the Green Hornet. You've never seen a Green Hornet show? Mm -mm. Oh my god! Well, I mean, they were very much like Batman, but you fucking had Bruce Lee doing cool shit. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's the show that had to ask him to slow down his punches because they weren't being caught on film. Yeah. Oh my and, god! And the the car, what's it called? What's the what's oh. car called? Oh my god! The green? No. Fuck! I'm gonna look it up. But, but I. I did want to point out Wonder Woman only had 59 episodes and you typically needed a hundred episodes to get into syndication. Oh, okay. So that would make sense why it's not over or play all over number. Um, Black Beauty. Uh, Black Beauty. Yeah. Black Beauty is the car. And I, and, and that car is fucking badass. Yeah. I really am bummed that Seth, uh, Seth, uh, Rogan's Seth Rogan's movie. Yeah. 
uh, kind of shit, shit the bed. That had potential because mm-hmm. the dude who played uh, Kato was badass. He was and great. Great fight scenes. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so back to Batman though. Um, yeah. So I think I think after that, it was probably a little, the animated series for a lot of us. Yeah. And I think did did we already do a full episode on the animated series? I feel like we have. We've talked about it, but I don't think okay. we've done a deep dive because we, we usually bring up our favorite episodes. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you can tell. Well, I guess. Uh, oh, Josh changed his name. But I did change mine. Yeah, it was Gray Ghost originally, which is a classic episode. Yeah, that one's very great. good. Heart of Ice. Uh, I, I rewatched the Christmas with the Joker a lot just because it was like the first one they put on the. I know it's not the first one, first one, but it's normally the one. I think after they moved the order around. Because yeah. the the first episode is on leather wings, yeah. Uh, which what a strong what a what a bold choice to start with man bat. I know, but but here's the thing: I have such vivid memories of watching it. They aired yeah. that in prime time. Yeah, they aired it in prime time, and it was and it was very much like if you liked the movie, you will like this show. So I think they went with man bat because it has a much more mature feel. Um, and it is just it, I, I still I remember. Like I couldn't get the big TV to watch it because my family wanted to watch something else. So I'm like in the guest bedroom watching on like a tiny little color TV. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like <laughs> blown away the whole time. It's so good. Oh, it's great. I just remember watching mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Mr. Freeze episode in college. And I'd kind of dropped comics just for money at the time. And that show made me pick up uh, a book and start drawing again. Oh, fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, that was really, I mean, <clears throat> I just remember the end was just like this quiet, solemn fade to black that was like, there's no answer for this one. And it's yeah. like, oh shit, this is good. And this is a cartoon on in the afternoons after school. Yeah, because it wasn't all the time that the hero wouldn't wrap up the story. Yeah. Oh, oh what is that? that. Batman Someone animated. Someone bought this as a gift for me years and years ago, and it is such a phenomenal book. It, it is just like storyboards and art from what? the series. Why has no one bought that for me? Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, this now. oh wow! wow very cool. I mean, it is it is just phenomenal. And they have all of I. At some point, where's the page? They have all of the um, title cards. Yeah, uh, the painted title cards. Where Those are all beautiful. Yeah, this is a great book. I highly, highly one, recommend one, it. One year for Christmas at the office, I took a bunch of uh, Christmas episode uh, screenshots and oh. printed them out and decorated my desk with <laughs> Christmas cool. that is anime awesome. series episodes. Uh, one of the well, I don't miss the office, but that was one of the decorating for the holidays was always a fun time. Um, all right, now. Let's get into. I think we'll we'll leave the movies for last because I think that'll that'll maybe be a, a big thing. And if you guys have any questions pre-planned, well, I think uh, it's I think it's always there. a gateway. That's that's the thing yeah. is like you're no kid knows to just go pick up a comic unless his dad or or you know someone takes him to go to a comic book store and says, "Hey, this is Batman." Yeah. So if you see it. That's your. That's what's going to draw you in, and seeing even a campy version makes me want to read. You know, from mm-hmm. you know, light Batman to the darkest of Dark Knight stories. Well, I will say I always liked the animated intro to Sixty Six more 
because I'm such a fan of the comic art that that's almost what I wanted the whole show to be. And I think that's why I was drawn more to like the animated versions, like, you know, super friends or, you know, Scooby-Doo meet Batman and Robin. Like I, I wanted that look. Yeah. Um, so anyway, there, there's a couple of animated 66 uh, movies out there. I know. I need to see the two face one. Cause that's the lost story. Yeah, right. I think that's the one with uh, William Shatner's Two Face. Yes, and yeah. and apparently, like they had written a script to introduce Two Face into the show, mm -hmm. and I think it got nixed because it was just considered too dark or something. Is that right? I mean, yeah, it's it's gonna be hard to explain how Two Face would look pretty goofy in real life if to to keep it with the standards of the show. Yeah, like I don't I don't think the I mean the most. Um, the weirdest thing, the weirdest looking thing on the show was always Cesar Romero's mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so I think anything, anything more than that would have been too much <laughs> for the audiences at home. I almost think that would be a great nod. Whoever's the next Joker to just keep a full mustache and put makeup over it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little. <laughs> Jared Leto is already growing one. Um. <laughs> well, that's for a different thing. That's for that's for House of Gucci. Um. <laughs> um but as far as the comics, like I, I'll always have in my present memory, like I always have Hush, very ingrained, and I don't recommend it as much anymore as a as a. It was one of my starter comics before, right? But yeah. you know, there's Jeff a Loeb, lot going on in that story. But it, it, Jeff Loeb, yeah, but Jeff Loeb, <laughs> I forgot about that too. Yeah, so I don't but, recommend the Long Halloween other than a, a great art book. Like I'll. If somebody asks me about it, I'll tell them what I think honestly about the book, but I'm not gonna, I'm not pushing it on people. Um, you know, like I would like a, a Fractions Hawkeye or something like that. Um, but, but the cool, like, the best way to describe Batman Hush is like, you know, when you go to like a restaurant and they have like this appetizer sampler where you can try everything that they have and then you can make a decision on what your main answer is gonna be. That's Batman Hush. <laughs> it's a sampler of like Batman and all his rogues and, and a little bit of DC and his relationship within the DC universe. Um, they tease the return of Jason Todd, which is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> uh, to think about that. I don't know how far that they plan all that stuff in advance. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of the ones that I, I remember my earliest reads was that along with, that's when I started going back because I started with with Snyder and Capullo stuff. That's just when I started reading comics. Uh, but as I went back, you know, I would dig into Graham Morrison stuff, um, and and then just kind of going back even more. The nineties are wild. I still have a, I still have it on my list to read the whole no no man's land uh, year event. That's a long read, dude. It is. It's three. It's three like big big hardcover books. Um, but I want to because the all the build I've read all the build up to it and it's really good uh, for the most part. And Azrael's part of the story, so you know I have I, I want to look into it. Uh, but do you guys have any comics like that kind of just stand out in your brain for for Batman? You know, I I started reading Batman. Uh, I I would pick up random ones, but I remember it was mainly John Byrne stuff because I had become mm. off of X-Men and all his yeah. stuff. So it was like, mm. he, I know he did a few runs on Batman <laughs> that I would pick up. And then I started to like, 
everyone would talk about Denny O'Neill, and they're like, he's the Batman guy. So then you start to notice his name on anything, whether he's the writer or the editor. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and that those Batman stories definitely stand out, and he understands as a character. So mine kind of moved for creative artists. I'm trying to remember if there was ever a run where I, I just, Batman was on my pull list. Hush, Dark Knight Returns, whatever the Dark Knight strikes again, that sequel, that turd sequel. <laughs> um, yeah, but I started to pull all my hardbacks and then look at what are the hardbacks that I love and I keep. And mm-hmm. um, I love the Joker more than I love Batman. I have more Joker books than I do Batman books. I have the greatest Joker's uh, uh, stories ever told. Uh, Brian Azzarello's Joker and... Um, but three jokers now the now i put the three jokers on the list because i picked that up at the library and i threw that in chat and and daniel's reaction the bear at this point yeah daniel's reaction was my favorite because he rarely hates on stuff but three jokers got me adjacent stuff so oh man three jokers was just not i love the art who did the art on that? Jason Fabok is that his name? Uh, yeah, but that but that was a Scott Snyder, who wrote three. No, is no, no, uh, great. Jeff, uh, uh, Jeff, Jeff Jones. Jones. Yeah, which is Not, another, which is another problem. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Well, know just until we get to mine. So three jokers was <clears throat> a story. <laughs> I don't know. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. It, it's like <laughs> almost. <laughs> I hate to say this. This is, sounds really shitty. It, it's like he he kind of knows the character, but the writing doesn't show it. Mm. And that's and that is the shittiest thing to say about the guy who's in charge of DC writing three Jokers. But that was not a good book, is it though? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think for me the big. I mean, there's a few things that that right during... with you, Gregory. <laughs> Clay's ahead of the curve, just like the Joker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Um, so the, my main issue with three jokers is that during, during the, I think it was the justice league war apocalypse war. Yeah. Apocalypse war. Batman sins, uh, sits on Meta, Metatron's chair on the Mobius chair and he learns everything, including the identity of the Joker. And that was at towards the end of the new 52. So maybe, I don't know, late 2014, early 2015, uh, so they set that up, and they're like, oh, yeah, this will all be answered in Three Jokers. Jeff Johns is working on it with art by Jason Fabok. And that book came out in, I don't know, 2019 or end of 2019, finished in 2020, I think. Um, so that's five years of buildup of, like, what is this story? What is this massive story? And, yeah, Jeff Johns was ruining movies at the time. Uh, <laughs> wow. But, uh but he's, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> it's just weird to hear him say that. That yeah. is okay. Yeah, I I agree with Clay. It is very weird to hear uh, this um, coming out of Daniel's mouth. <laughs> so, so th- there's a big buildup, and we we're getting little drops of art from Fabok every now and then, and it's beautiful. Um, I mean, yeah, the it's book great. Is beautiful. It's and I, I told Clay this on our Discord. Like the only reason I don't regret buying all the variants that I did, I have like 15 copies of 
I have 15 issues of that book, and it's a three-issue book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I bought a lot of variants. Um, <laughs> you have a uh, problem. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the problem is I don't have enough money to buy more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's right. And Dark Knight Danny coming in. Is, wait, is... is 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 Daniel working for the TVA? Is he? Uh... <laughs> yeah, just collecting variants left and right. The other, the other problem is that I'll eventually run out of space. Uh, but that's some but wall yeah, space so... left. I see some wall space. Apart. Yeah. Oh, that's just because something fell. I need to go pick it up. <laughs> um, uh, but but yeah, it was, it was kind of a letdown. It was really a letdown, and my... I didn't know there was buildup. I had no buildup and was let down. Yeah. The, the one thing that really, really, <clears throat> I don't know that there, it feels like it was a there's a, there's a subplot where like uh, Barbara Gordon and Jason Todd kind of hook up, but not really. I like this feels like unnecessary. Like people that are dealing with trauma don't always need to hook up to get past it. I don't think. Like you can do, you could just you could just be there for each other. Yeah. So. Right. So yeah, clothes so, on. There is right. there is a thing called therapy. So, right. uh, so yeah, it, it was it's kind of let down. But like I said, Fabux art is is great. Um, I like the concept overall. Like I like the idea of who these jokers are. Yes, but it's very planned and very methodical. Yeah. Nothing the Joker would ever do. The right. Joker would to me would create all these jokers and just let them loose. <laughs> yeah, maybe one of the jokers would have some plans like that, but not all. Like the, I don't think I can't see a joker working with other jokers. Yeah, there will never be team joker. Right. So or you're you're writing a terrible book and you right. don't understand joker. Um so yeah, so so that that's my my main uh my main problem with that book. Um, well, I I made up for it and read The Batman Who Laughs. Now, How'd you like that? I love that. That is good. I that one too. Yeah, it has a lot of hurdles. That is not a first-time reader Batman. It's book. not right. You, you, that is the problem with Batman. Is that's a great book if you are a deep diver into Batman and who the character is. Yeah. Because these are all spinoffs from event books. Yep. To have these different versions of Joker. Except uh, and Batman. Except my choices, speaking of enormously problematic creators, would be to give people Batman Year One. Okay, yeah. Dark, and then follow that with Dark Knight Returns. Wow. So, so wow, that's 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 so heavy. so what you get is like this deep dive into early Batman, and then you immediately pivot to old Batman retired and having to come back. Right. And right. so, and again, don't read anything else. Frank Miller has ever written. <laughs> Please, yeah. for the love of God, don't. But those two books are, well, I take that back. Read Daredevil Born Again. But yeah, um, no, there's a lot of Frank, there's a lot of good Frank Miller out there. I don't know. What, I don't know what Josh is talking about. All right. Let's say anything after uh, anything in the nineties onward, just ignore. Okay. <laughs> so, and to a certain degree, that includes Sin City. I'm just putting that out there. Um, Sin City is just ooh. cool to have because of the way, like the. Or I'm, th I'm thinking of I'm thinking of 300. R.I.P. Uh, Frank Miller. R.I.P. Frank Miller. Uh, we, we, <laughs> I'm we sorry. Like, did you not see him in the? I'm not. Ooh. Spoiler. Uh, okay, Frank Miller is immortal, anyways. 
Uh, Frank <laughs> oh, Miller is a spoiler, and when y'all find out, you're gonna laugh at yourselves. Now I'm really curious. I know because we talked about it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I probably okay. We talked about a lot of stuff, but there's one thing that I can because I've read a few issues of it. Anyways, um, <laughs> but I think uh, not. I was thinking 300 because that's a cool. That's a cool format for the book. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did. He Frank Miller has done some things within comics that are pretty neat and different, but yeah. he also. He I also thinks like... he's fucking special and that like Electra was his character and uh, they should have never brought her back. Like he, you know, his take on Electra, I feel, is not justified. I think it, I think his take on Electra is just is not as good because now there's been better takes on Electra. You're like, oh, wait a minute. She could be a fully rounded character without having to just serve. For the purposes of Daredevil. Oh, really? Uh, and in, <laughs> in 30 seconds, Frank Miller is going to Kool-Aid man through Daniel's wall and beat the crap out of him. So <laughs> let me go. Let me go get some stuff to get signed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we can fix the wall, baby. That is <laughs> no, I, I, I and, and I'll say one reason I love year one is because David of Mazzucelli. David Mazzucelli's art. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is again, why I like born again to a certain degree. They're, they're a good pairing. And also we like when Frank Miller goes full Frank Miller, I mean, I like dark Knight returns, but I still can't forgive him for how he treats wonder woman in that. I mean, it just, it's yeah, awful, just awful. Um, so I don't know, but like, I, I like I've, I've had friends who wanted to get into Batman and I handed them those two books. Um, you monster. Well, I mean, it's, but like, but, but read them in that order. You're one, then Dark Knight Returns. Don't read them in like release. But you don't order. even have a Joker story. No, because to... then I think I also gave them. Um, Killing Joke. Yeah. So it went year one, Dark Killing Knight Returns, joke. Killing Joke. I think Arkham Asylum was, it was like a big box set that I bought. You're you gave all, you're all in my that? library of hardbacks so, right now. To yeah, your, to your friend that maybe has never read Batman, you gave Frank Miller, Alan Moore, and Graham Morrison. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> I did. I did. Now, if the person you know you can give a Grant Morrison oh. book to, and they will get it without knowing Batman, that's one thing. So, if you understand the person you're giving it to, that's right? Yeah, so, that's true. But that's but true. Uh, Arkham Asylum is so abstract. Even with just the like the art is so abstract too that that's a, I call that also an intermediary like. Comics 102, No, that's true. That's true. But again, that's the last one you read, right? So you're kind of building them up to get to a point where they could read something like Arkham Asylum. I mean, the game is clearly pulled from that book, but they said, let's make it less weird, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, that's all the game does. They're like, we need to ground this. Um, so. Also, I, I think Frank Miller never gets enough credit for his art. It's weird. Like it's not. It's it's out of the box. It's definitely not the house style. No, but, it. But it, it fits in the in those gritty stories, like for Batman and Daredevil and and yeah. Ronan or Wolverine. Like, like it fits the art. It fits the style there. Uh, and a lot of a lot of the credit goes to uh, Klaus Jensen, who oh yeah, inked who him always inked them. Him. And then um, God, who did the color? It's um, Lynn Varley. Thank you. Yeah, and and. And the thing is, I would say Dark Knight, I mean, to, to your point, Daniel, because I agree, Dark Knight Returns to me is the pinnacle of his art, because then after that, when you start getting to that really 
really linear Sin City style. Mm. It just it gets incredibly repetitive. Yeah. But he's he's making that shift on Dark Knight Returns, right? He's going from more of a house style you see with Daredevil and Wolverine to Dark Knight Returns. He just kind of like it all coalesces. And then after that, he goes to that Stark Sin City style that he still kind of uses to this day. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we, we may need to do a whole Frank Miller thing because we could probably spend the next. I do. I do want to touch on. Is he your default Batman? No, no, it's Capullo. Mm. It's Capullo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got mine. I'm just waiting for the question of the day, and then I, I've got mine. Um, all right. So be, before we we move on, because I don't know, Batman, we could also talk about all day too. Um, <laughs> I did want to do one of my favorite things about holidays is the airing of the grievances, like in the festivals. <laughs> so for Batman Day, uh, we're gonna air. A, let's air some grievances about Batman. I think okay. one of my biggest pet peeves is. Whenever people say like, "Oh, could Batman beat this guy?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, with enough prep time, with enough prep time, what? With enough prep time, anybody could do anything." <laughs> like, yeah, like uh, I, I, I hate the argument of enough prep time. Like, if Spider Man is gonna fight Batman, he's not gonna give him like two days and then meet at at high noon in the middle of the square, right? <laughs> um, so I, I hate the argument of with enough prep time, Batman can defeat anyone. Probably, depending on the writer, he could also fail. Uh, many, plenty of people like have died, you know, because of uh, Batman not having enough prep time. I guess. Uh, but do you guys have any Batman grievances? Um, a lot of these are going to be probably from the fans because Batman fans can be overwhelming. Uh, if you're in the chat, if you have any Batman grievances, let us know. We'll read them out loud. We'll air them to the world. Um, Mine's, I think, less of a grievance, but more of a wish. And that is, and this is partly why I hate the Venom storyline, is because I like Batman the Detective. And I think it's something the animated series did really, really well. And when you read the Venom storyline, it's very much like, I just need raw strength. Um, and it it just it just rubs me the wrong way. So. Wait, which which Venom? Oh, the Venom storyline. Venom storyline, yeah. Yeah, the one before Bane shows up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, I kind of yeah. like the idea of it pushed him to the point where he had he altered his body. Okay, yeah, I can he, yeah, I can see that. Because yeah. like at what point would Batman take drugs or because he's always just been human in a suit, what would take him to the next level? Yeah. Yeah. This this brings me to another thing that I think Bane breaking Batman's back was the least one of the, like it wasn't even the worst thing he did to him that week. <laughs> <laughs> like Bane put Batman through fucking hell to get to that point. So, which I, I, I love if you haven't read uh, Nightfall, mm. uh, I mean, that whole trilogy of Nightfall, Night Vision, or Night Quest, I, I, I don't know if that's the right order. Um, it, it's full of 90s stuff, for sure. So it, it, it's kind of... Oh, tough, my, yes. It's kind of a tough revisit. <laughs> because there's a lot of... Uh, like, in order for... Like, Night Nightfall is really good because it it's just really Batman going through hell. Like, Bane's putting him through all the paces. He doesn't let him sleep, get enough food. Like, he's just breaking him down, which is kind of what Tom King kind of wanted to revisit in at the beginning of his run with uh with that whole story with Bane and the psycho pirate mm. uh, 
Well, and it's the it's the inspiration for Dark Knight Rises. I mean, you know right. that that. Yeah, but 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 I will say my my complaint about Nightfall was it was very much it was in the wake of the death of Superman. Mm-hmm. So it's like let's kill another character, but let's not literally kill them. Like, what can we do? Right. Yeah. So that at least put a unique spin on it. Um, the way he gets healed too is kind of it's the most comic book things ever. I, I, I forget what it is. What is it? He's in this island with, with this woman, and they sleep together, but they don't sleep together. They just sleep in the same bed, and she has these powers to heal him, so he wakes up, and his back is good. Like, there's, he's gone through a whole bunch of shit to get there. But he that's just kind sleeps of, with a chick and gets yeah, his back back. That, that's what I remember from, I think that one's called Night Vision, and the Night Quest is him coming back to, to retake the mantle of Batman from Azrael. That is a very male fantasy right there. Yeah. Sorry, c- cis male fantasy. Let yeah. me just put it that way. Yeah. So. And, and he's strong enough to not sleep with her. <laughs> right. Well, I, I guess maybe that was implied. And when I read it, it I didn't catch that. The first time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's wild. Um, uh, all right. Any more, any more grievances? I know we're running a little short or a little long. I don't um, like happy Batman. I, I don't like oh. Batman family. I don't like the big, you know, like yep. I'm right there with you. Don't read the webtoon. Yeah, you know, I just I like solo Batman. I like solo Batman. Yep. If it's going to be a side character like Robin or Batgirl, then it should be a Robin or Batgirl story and not a Batman story. Oh, I wonder if that's a generation thing because I love the Bat family stuff. It might be like I I've be. never like if I'm gonna have a Robin, it's gonna be Tim Drake. Um, I don't want Jason Todd. I'm fine, you know, with OG Robin, but I kind of prefer him as Nightwing, mm-hmm. right? So I I like if there's an extended family, I want basically Batman, Nightwing, and Robin, Oracle, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. about it. No. Yeah, I mean, you know, it sounds like it'd be a boring book, but what would a knight as Oracle helping Batman look like just from her yeah. operations? Mm-hmm. Which is why I like her in the Arkham Asylum games, right? Because that's what you get with Oracle. It's like she's, yeah. you never see her, but she's always there in his calm, like helping him out. So, yeah, it would just be cool to see someone who has this kind of setup. What is she doing and how, how does she prep to be faster than Batman? Yeah. To yeah. warn him and do those things, like, and also, where does that knowledge come from? Because there's a history of her on the streets knowing that too. Mm. So, so really, there's so much to Barbara Gordon that they, I just feel like they've never touched on that I would love to see as uh, Oracle, just that kind of person whose mind is uh, tracing everything and finding answers before Batman. All right, uh, let's move on to oh. Uh, here we have a question in the chat. So with this question, we'll move on to question of the week, and then I'll throw my question in at the end, and we'll kind of cover all the stuff. That, uh, so Mike, uh, my buddy from the I Read Comic Books podcast, go check him out. Uh, what does your idea Batman family team book look like? Well, apparently, from what I gathered, Josh and Clay would be like <laughs> Batman sitting at home by himself with Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's a, it's uh lego batman basically lego um batman. you know at the very beginning um <laughs> no, 
<laughs> no, but Lobster I, Thermidor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I do like if if, if I'm going to have a Batman family book, I kind of like give me back Chuck Dixon's Robin series. Right. I liked Tim Drake's Robin on his own. I like Batman on his own. Not a big fan when they're together. Like just, you know, just give me their solo stuff and I'm cool with it. But no, you know, I would drop Robin. I would get rid of Robin. I don't like he's been dropped before. Yeah, I know. I mean, it just it's weird. I, I know Batman never wants to fail, but it's weird to have a child die and then continue to double down on that. You know, yeah, you know, that's, that's the weirdest aspect of his character. So that's something they address on the Titan show. And it's one of the things that kind of keeps me interested. Uh, uh, Nightwing. <laughs> Bi- Night- Nightwing. <laughs> Gre- Gregory in the chat. Uh, <laughs> that's a great comment. Batman is the anti Vin Diesel, Diesel when it comes to family. <laughs> Very true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in, in, in the Titan season three that. Nightwing reveals a uh, Bruce already has a file of possible replacements for Robin. Oh wow. Even that's before, gotta be tough to swallow. But yeah. I mean, so the cool thing is that you see names like Kathy Kelly or, or Carrie, Carrie oh, Kelly. Kelly. Carrie Kelly. Carrie Kelly, yeah. Kelly oh. Duke Thomas. Uh so you uh you see possible <laughs> like from the comics. Is, uh, is, is one of the options a child I didn't know I had? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, Batman, Batman keeps adopting kids. Come on, Batman. Uh, well, listen, my ideal family book is actually happening on Webtoons right now. Uh, it's it's The Webtoon is really, like, it's just the bad family hanging out. Like, they all live in the mansion, and it's like the day-to-day stuff. It's really not them going out fighting crime. I do it, remember you showing a page where they like yeah. celebrate when no one gets hurt. Yeah, yeah when, like when nobody gets hurt. Family. Uh, Alfred makes cookies, and then Alfred's they fight over the last cookie. But these are highly trained martial artists, <laughs> so so them fighting over the last cookie looks a lot different. Um, but see, they, there's fun stuff to Batman like that that yeah. that I appreciate for what it is. I mean, just the same way we all started on Batman '66. There's a camp level that we would yeah. watch and enjoy. Right, and we are at a maximum capacity of entertainment of Batman. There's so much superhero stuff we don't all consume it, and I wonder if a camp version came out, if we would kind of go to that, just because that was something we started with. Yeah, I'm sure that's another grievance for people, like not mine, but the fact that there's like 15 Batman ongoings or Batman. There was a week where I picked up seven Batman books, or Batman adjacent Batman or Batman adjacent books. Uh, in one week, so um, all right, let's talk about these other questions real quick and then we can go on to recommendations. So, what Batman villain would you like to see get an origin series on HBO Max? Uh, and it can be the penguin from the Batman because they kind of announced that that's going to be a thing. Oh, really? Okay, With, uh, yeah, I uh, love penguin his- on Goth on Gotham. I feel like that was his origin story. Even though yeah. I kind of quit near the end, I felt his performance early on uh, with Fish in the first season, that really got who yeah. the Penguin was at a street level, and I yep. kind of love that. So yeah. Even the Riddler. Even too. the Riddler had a pretty good origin in that one. Yeah. Mike does say that Spider-Man has the same problem with all the books. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Spider-Man is... There's too many Spider-Man books. Uh, too bad Kyle's not here to tell us all about them. Yeah, <laughs> there is. <laughs> um, um, I would, I would go with, and and like, I want to say Riddler, but I know we're going to kind of get that in the upcoming movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like a Scarecrow uh, series. Oh, yeah. 
or a um oh god i just played his name hugo oh, hugo, hugo strange. strange yeah hugo strange like those would be my two picks i, I think there's a lot of grist for the mill there did, so. did you see hugo strange on the played by bd wong in gotham no, I never made it that far. He I made was, it like happy. Yeah. He was pretty good. Too. Is he, he good? Beanie Wong's pretty awesome. All yeah. right. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I've got to worry about that. I just didn't know Hugo Strange showed up. So um, I. So since we kind of ooh, talked, that's a sorry. Mike in the chat made a good point. Yeah, Scare, Scarecrow's show in the same vein as Hannibal. Oh yeah, Damn. I am. <laughs> I would want to see Scarecrow um, before. Like, I want to see him testing all his fear serums like i want him to right. be in a place of being a medical doctor well that would be the hannibal on... show yeah that would be a good like is that way hannibal is i've never seen it so kind of because it's 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 a the, the hannibal show i think takes place before it's not it's not connected to the movies but it's at the time of his life but it would be before that mm -hmm. uh, so because he's working with the fbi but he's also doing hannibal stuff it's really good um it's really good uh so I, that was going to be my oh, one of my recommendations. Yeah, this is one of my recommendations because <clears throat> uh, this is a great story and it came out recently. Well, I would say for the TV show, I would I would want a man bat origin story, like a horror. I mean, you can make it a horror thing or a science body fiction. horror all the way, uh, like the fly type of thing. Yeah, get I mean, Jeff Goldblum that... to be Batman or uh, to be man bat. <laughs> I, ooh, who would you pick to be man bat now? You can't pick Jeff Goldblum to come over and do that. Uh, now I can't think of anyone else. Now I can't either. <laughs> Damn it! That is. I mean, he happen. would make a great Kurt Lang, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, and so, yeah. Because I mean, let's be honest. In in today's media, Man Bat's going to be entirely CGI. So yeah. they're going to motion capture him. But Jeff Goldblum would make a fantastic Kurt Lang. If so. it's going to be CGI, I'll take Andy Circus just to do the face and everything and yeah. the emotions of that. Because and I mean, and he's great as uh, a call. Oh, yeah, I mean, Mike, so Mike, Mike said the same thing. Andy. Oh, Andy Circus, yeah, yeah. There you go. Great minds. Um, all right. Uh, next question: Is there an underrated Batman family series you recommend? I do have an answer for this. If you haven't read James Tinian run on Detective, uh, he puts together the this weird family like. The it, it's kind of Batman's there, but not really. He's just looking out for the team. Uh, but it's Tim Drake, Clay Clayface is part of the team. Uh, it's uh, Stephanie Brown, uh, spoiler, Cassandra Kane, uh, and they're all led by Batwoman. And it's a really interesting family book. Like it, it takes it goes through a whole um. I don't know, like maybe 40 issues of story that of that run of the whole of Tinian's run. Uh, it deals a lot with Batwoman and her relationship with her dad, too, because he's like this military dude. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like that run. So go check out. Go check out. I think it was at the beginning of Rebirth, Detective Comics, when Rebirth came back in 2016 by James Tinian. Um, but do you guys have any underrated Batman family series? I'm I'm gonna oh, go back to the. <laughs> you can't pick Man Bat again, Clay. Can we, <laughs> can we pick Death in the Family? <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> no, I was I was gonna go back to that uh, first um, mini series of uh, Robin by Chuck Dixon. 
because it, it's basically Tim Drake's year one. It's his training. And it's, yeah. um, I don't know why that, that story just struck a chord with me and it's really hard to find. I don't think it's available. Yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, digitally like it's just, or right. if it's even been collected, I mean, it just, it's, it's not an easy book to find. And I had the whole run in, in single issues. So. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, this is my rec from uh, 2000 to 2006. Uh, this Batgirl book was fun. I loved the art in it. Um, this is... Oh, who's doing this? Scott Peterson, Kelly Puckett, uh, Damian Scott, and Robert Campanella. Uh, just, I had never followed a Batgirl, and Cassandra Kane was new to me. I picked up this book. I absolutely remember and love this for the art. And the story was fun, too, because she doesn't speak. And so there's a lot of other issues with the story. Um, but I was always excited to pick this book up. There are three volumes out on Comixology. It ran for six years over at DC. Uh, 30 bucks gets you the whole run. There are, some, you know, I did I did enjoy Chuck Dixon's Robin. Um, there are some here and there. But for some reason, Batgirl really never got a lot of love. And Cassandra Kane, especially. Yeah. Though I I will admit I don't know a lot about Stephanie the spoiler I I'm I don't know a lot of uh, her uh, backstory and stuff. Um, sorry I'm I'm trying to find this this Robin book. And oh yeah, I'm so frustrated because I'm on DC's website and I look it up, and they have a whole U.S. price five dollars for the collection. I'm like, oh cool, it's like read it digitally. And every single link I click on, even their own read DC. It doesn't find it. Oh. And I went to Comixology and they don't have it. Let me go to print. Like, where the hell is this book? I just want to reread it again. <laughs> oh, well, man. I would. I, I will also say I recommend the Batman Who Laughs for, yes. for Jim Gordon stuff. Jim Gordon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jim Gordon in that book. Uh, Scott Snyder does a, a take on him that is fucking fantastic and yeah. i love that for everything gordon's been through to me that's probably the best stance i've seen someone take on him is who's the only person who could deal with batman and that was jim gordon speaking of which a batman family book that doesn't get enough credit gotham central true true you I, a lot of the gotham uh gotham pd show up in there for the first time yeah yeah, exactly. Um, that's a fantastic book. And that's all Ed Brubaker and... Uh, I forget the artist. Um, <laughs> PCPD. <laughs> it's a it's a great artist. Like, they, they go through what? I put in DCPD Ed, and it goes Ed Sheeran. <laughs> what is wrong with your search history, man? Oh, um, shit. Let's see. Michael Lark. Oh Thanks, yeah, Mike. he's a yeah. Fort Worth artist. He's a Texas. Oh, is he? I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, yeah, cool. I love his stuff. Um, um, as far as other ones though, like I, I've never been a Nightwing guy. I can't give you a Nightwing run that I would recommend. Um, you know, the Robin, the the Chuck Dixon stuff, um, Batgirl the Cassandra Kane, but I don't have any Oracle. I mean, the Oracle is going to be the, um, birds of prey read the uh, Gail Simone's birds of prey. Yeah. Always default to Gail. Yeah. Gail will have the best mm -hmm. voice of Oracle. than. Oh Oracle. yeah. 
but then also it's a team book. So if you, yeah. if, you know, you're going to get more than just Oracle in those. Yeah. My, Michael Ark is doing the, the book of Greg Rock Guide image, Lazarus. So, all right. Uh, next, I can't believe we, we didn't talk a Raja Ghoul. We didn't talk what an Alfred book would look like. We 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 kind of need uh, we need a Batman Day Part Two. It's, it's too much to cover in one episode. Um, so the fall oh. Batman artist, I think. Already, oh, what's up, Josh? No, sorry. I was I finally tracked it down on Comicsology. It's oh. called Robin Volume One Reborns. So they've actually retitled it. Um, it's very weird. Such it, a it weird. It's not written by Frank Miller for some reason. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Uh, I don't know. Very bizarre. Anyway, sorry. Go right. on. Uh, so the fall Batman artist. I think I answered this earlier, but yeah, it's Greg Capullo. Like, part of me wants to say Jim Lee, but it's Greg Capullo. I, I had, I, I had, I had such a generational answer for you. Uh, because your yours makes sense. You're someone who grew up reading the Batman comics you did. Mine is Jim Aparo. Oh, uh, Jim Aparo okay. was yeah. the, the, I mean, and, and honestly, what's so funny is in the wallpaper in the background of our live stream, half of those are Jim Aparo. Yeah. Um, he was just, he is the, to me, the quintessential Batman artist. Um, cause he, his Batman was everywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, when I was growing up, I'm talking, I'm like, you know, merchandise and what have you. Um, it, he's he's to me the Batman artist. So yeah, I I also could have said uh, is it Kevin Nolan? I think it's Kevin Nolan. Oh yeah, that's that's he, a good yeah. one. He yeah. did a lot in the nineties, but I mean that's not where I started reading. So uh, Clay, do you have one? Yeah, Neil Adams. Oh, that's good. I yeah. I'm sure I the other half. His... Yeah, the huh? other half of our I'm sure the other half of our background is Neil Adams. <laughs> the the, the yeah. thing with Neil Adams is I don't think I've read as much of his stuff as I've seen. Right. Because he has so many iconic covers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I because when I thought of Raja Ghul, I immediately went to a Neil Adams cover. Yep. Um, you know, there's uh, I have his omnibus and haven't finished it because it's just so much content. But I know his his Batman run is so different than what he did in the 70s. But this is the Batman Odyssey uh omnibus uh that he was selling at cons a few years ago oh i have one more grievance on batman sure <laughs> people need to uh not just say bob kane but also bill finger yeah bill finger bob kane created yeah. batman not just one guy bill yep. finger bob kane and always put bob kane second yes and if you don't know why hulu has yes. the film batman and me yeah. uh where batman and bill Batman and Bill, where they restore um, Bill Finger's name to the credits because Bob Kane had him removed as a creator of Batman. Yeah, for decades. Yep. You will when you go see some of the Batman stuff we've talked about. It isn't only until recently that Bill Finger was credited with the creation of Batman. So that's like all the Michael Keaton Batmans, the Nolan Batmans. Fun fact: It was BVS the first time we saw Bill Finger's name on the screen. Boom. Thank you, Zack Snyder. <laughs> we didn't even get to talk no. about the movies. Oh my god! Okay, if you if you if you go and read like histories of the various comic artists who uh, like were all part of that golden age era, and those that knew Bob Kane, 
they do not paint him in a pretty light. Uh, yeah. Bob, Bob Kane is basically presented as always kind of a charlatan, um, which is why if you look at any original Bob Kane drawing of Batman, it's the same drawing over and over again. He learned to draw that one thing and that was it. Um, it was, he pretty much understood. You can see how, it in Batman because he draws that same figure in the yeah. Batman movie when you yep, see it. That's right. Yeah. Yep. So it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. Bill Finger deserves all the credit for Batman, honestly. So. All right. Um, well, uh, oh, I guess my question I did have to add, and this will kind of touch a little bit on the movies, but who's your, who's your live action Batman? And I, I say live action because I think Kevin Conroy would be most yeah, of our Batman. True. Although he is live action now, right? Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah, he yeah. is live action. That's true. Uh, I haven't seen him though, but uh, it's Keaton for me. Keaton. Yeah. 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 Bad flick. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you put words in my mouth, movie. Daniel? <laughs> yeah, like that should be in your grievances. Is why didn't Bad flick get a movie? Goddamn. Yeah. It. You know what? That would have been pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. I would love to keep complaining about it, but it was obviously because Ben Affleck couldn't mentally handle it, and I'm not gonna put anybody in it. I don't want to. For my enjoyment, I don't need anybody to lose their sanity. Right. Dance for me, Affleck. <laughs> Affleck. Batman. Oh. Now we have a uh, Val Kilmer from Val Kilmer. Batman. All right. Yeah. Hey, there's a really interesting documentary of Val Kilmer, and he talks about his time as Batman in Netflix. Yeah. So I thought it was on out. Amazon. Oh, maybe. Yeah, you're right. It is Amazon. Yeah, because they all blur together. They really do. <laughs> you don't you don't realize which one it is until you don't have it. <laughs> Very true. Very true. And and considering all the drops this week, uh, Netflix is the one to have. <laughs> we got Sandman, Cowboy Bebop. We're getting the next season of The Witcher. Uh, yeah, totally Netflix all the way. And if you subscribe to the channel today you may see a video recapping all the stuff that Netflix announced. Um, who knows? Uh, so stay tuned for that. And it may already be shot. Maybe. Up. It, may be, it may already be shot and uploaded. I just need to publish it. We'll see. Uh, so let's go to recommendations real quick. Uh, Josh, we'll start with you. Yeah. This is probably time sensitive. <laughs> uh, a little bit. It's got like five days left. Um, but yeah, I uh, hear I'll, I'll share my screen. Um, okay. damn it. You always come up with good stuff that I have to use money on. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, let's do, there we go. There we go. Okay. So, um, uh, again, my defaults to go to a humble bundle. There's a really good one out right now from Titan that is basically comic books based on TV and movies. And mm -hmm. it's a wonderfully bizarre assortment of properties. You've got things like, Blade Runner, Robotech, Penny Dreadful, Sherlock, uh, Star Trek, uh, Robotech, Raid. Cla Robotech Classics, The Raid, Babylon Berlin, Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. Um, the one that blew me away was Blacklist. And then check this out. Hammer Comics, The Mummy, written by Peter Milligan. Ooh. I'm on board for Dude. that alone. And then you have a pr The Prisoner. Um, this is just such a weird, wonderful assortment of comics that, uh, I feel like there's something in here for everyone. So that's my rack. I haven't even bought it yet, but I'm already promoting it. So well, yeah. Mike, Mike says the Sherlock stories are insane in the manga. Oh, so, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Mike's a big manga reader. So I'll take his word for it. I definitely will take that as a recommendation. Nice. That's pretty that cool. Robotech stuff. 
Yeah, I kind of want that. That's what drew me to it was the Robotech stuff. I want to read the Blade Runner stuff because there's a yeah, there's a there's an animated series coming soon for Cartoon Network, uh, that that is based on 2019. That no, was well, not based, but it's set in the year 2019. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, Greg, <laughs> Jack Sherlock, into me. Uh, <laughs> what you for for what is it? Twenty five dollars the top tier? Oh no, yeah. it was uh, 18? 18. Oh, 18. 18, Yeah, for so... eighteen dollars you can have all the Sherlock you want. In yep. manga form. Cool. Uh, all right. Uh, Clay, what do you have for us? Um, did you guys see the reboot? I, I hate to say reboot because it's the Wonder Years. Uh, oh. It's a new, has launched a new series and they dropped the pilot. Ooh. I watched it on Hulu. It has one of my favorites, uh, Dulé Hill. Dulé Hill, as, yeah. As, Hill. The, yeah. As the dad. And that's what I'm there for. And he delivered. Oh, really good. It is it good? Like I, I saw I, I kept seeing the, the trailer for it and I was like, I, I love Wonder Years. I kind of want to check this out. So, yes, it does give you that vibe of the 60s. Um, you know, your voiceover is Don Cheadle. Oh, love it. So, love it. Uh, and, and he's, you know, it's a kid who's discovering, you know, everything about his parents and uh, love and growing up in, I believe it's 1968. Oh, uh, so right. Like that's the year. Like, yeah. yeah so basically yeah. the same time of uh, Penny and, or uh, Winnie and oh, Savage. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, cool. So it's just Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. It's so so like parallel stories. I guess they could be. Yeah, well, so just just from the pilot, I really loved it, and I love Dulé Hill, and him as this kind of cool dad is is neat. It's way different than the dad was in the other one, uh, but right. it also because it is a, a black family in the '60s, uh, yeah. you know, it deal it deals with some social issues, but mm -hmm. isn't heavy handed. Okay, so that was the thing. I was like, you know, I just there's just so much social political stories that people are trying to you know put out there i it, it gets heavy after a while yeah. and they do it in a way where it's like we're gonna recognize that it's here but we're not gonna put it all on you it's right not gonna now. dominate so is the idea that this is just another family in the same universe rather than they, an actual it's reboot the same universe it's just i mean I, I guess it's just america so america's universe yeah. just growing up with america <laughs> problems and uh <laughs> You know, he's just it. It gave you that moment when you're a kid, and it reminded me of when you're like around twelve and you start to recognize the rest of the world. You're in middle school and you're you're broadening uh, your vision of of people and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you and I just I really enjoyed. It. I enjoyed Don Cheadle doing the voiceover because it really paid off. Yeah, nice. cool. All right, yeah, I'm glad to hear I, that. I caught the end of it on the DVR when I was because I, I I like to watch the Connors because I think um, what's his name? How's that been, John Goodman? I, John Goodman is hilarious, and I I like the whole show's pretty good. Uh, and they've but, been doing it live. Yeah, this one the first one was live, but John Goodman's so funny. Like he's just so funny. Like uh, oh yeah, I, I watch the show mainly just for him, but I mean the show overall is really funny. Uh, but it's also kind of poignant and like it you know it talks about interesting stuff. Um, so, but yeah, I caught the end of the Wonder Years on the on the DVR. So I'll go back and check that out. Um, all right. Well, for mine, first we'll have a uh, uh, Human Remains from Vault Comics. Uh, this is written by Peter Mulligan, with art by Sally Cantiron, uh, or Cantirino. 
Uh, we actually got a, an advanced copy of this, so I'll, there'll be a video on the channel probably Tuesday um, before it I comes love out. Peter Milligan. I do yeah, too. yeah, we just we just talked about it in the in the humble bundle, right? Yep. Uh, the premise for this: Dax and Bisa love each other, but in this new terrifying world, love is dangerous. Feeling anything is dangerous. Earth has a new terrible invader monsters that deprive us of the very feelings that make us human. It, it sounds kind of like a quiet place, kind of, but like mm. with emotions instead of the the sound. Uh, and then also, of course, my other recommendation. Fucking Inferno number one, <laughs> which is this is all coming back to like House of X, Powers of X le left a big, big threat dangling uh, with Moira, and we're gonna finally see the consequences of of that in Inferno. Wait, why? Why does Hickman want to remake every big crossover book from the late eighties? I I don't get it. I just don't get it. I feel like that's a Marvel directive. Yeah, I don't you think, think so. That, all right, I, they, they, all they do is repeat. It's well, but he, he's spearheading all these. He did Secret well, Wars. He, I mean, I think like, Hickman has the stories and maybe like uh, uh, editorial, just kind of like, oh, what if we call it Inferno? Yeah, <laughs> or what if we call it like, oh, that you know, like. Yeah, yeah, and you're, yeah, Mike, Mike on the chat saying, this, "I don't think this is a remake." You're right; it's not. But they just like, they just want the title. They just right. want the title, right? Um, you get tired so, of that. Yeah, based on the solicit, this is gonna be, this is gonna be insane. Like, if you read Hotspox, you know there's a big threat dangling with with Moira. Yeah, that's uh, true. And and they've already announced that Hickman will take a break from X Men after this book. Well, take he a, take a break. He's going to he's Substack. Weaving. He's to going to make Substack. to make some cash that <laughs> yeah. Marvel won't pay pay, and he's running their entire X line. Hickman's like, I'm gonna go get. I'm gonna go make a few thousand, a hundred thousands. Can, can you imagine that. how pissed off Marvel must be right now that they took this enormous gamble on Hickman, completely giving him free reign on the on the X titles, and then he's like, I'm out of here for Substack. Hey, yeah, but that company's fucked over a lot of other people. Oh, no, no. I totally agree with you. <laughs> so, I totally agree with you. I mean, yeah. they deserve yeah. it to a certain extent. I'm bring very up curious the, what Marvel is in five years. I didn't even bring up the, the news of the lawsuits this week with uh, the oh, state and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. with uh, Spider-Man and, state and, Spider uh, and Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, but, Perfect time yeah. to do it right before the movie releases I mean, and everyone's hyped. Apparently, according to all these articles, like these happen all the time. And they just yeah. oh really okay yeah like they Kirby Kirby's estate is like they've they done did. it like fifty times or something like it's they it's, do it right insane. before a movie releases because yeah. the Makes win is, is if you can get a major studio to delay a release they lose millions so they well, they want to settle but that's but that's also the original approach was right it was just before Superman the movie came out yeah. and that's when. Adams and others went to bat for Siegel and Schuster and they, yep. and they won. Yeah. So when you can, when you can prove that there is this enormous money-making property about to be, you know, going into the theaters, that's the time to strike. So yeah, just yeah. the guy who's not a lawyer. Um, <laughs> no, don't get your legal advice from the next issue podcast. Uh, I'll, I'll <laughs> no, definitely not me. <laughs> I'll also probably review this uh, for the, oh, for the channel. Uh, Dark Hold, Steven by uh, written by Steve Orlando, with art by Sion Elkane. Oh yeah, Sion Torney. Uh, I mean, I don't know what it is, but Doctor Doom has has a gun hold of the Dark Hold, so I'm gonna read that stuff. 
Uh, it's really easy for Marvel to get me to buy a book. I just like. I was gonna say you're bad mouthing them earlier, and now you're like, but buy this Marvel Inferno book. Hey, I can be critical of the stuff I like. I'm a I'm a fully rounded individual, all right. <laughs> um, hey, he was bad mouthing Batman stuff, so we right. definitely know that's the case. I was um, surprised he got to it. Uh, all right, I mean, listen, we could do a whole show on on stuff like that, but but maybe for the future. So let us know in the comments what else you want us to bad mouth. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, do you guys have anything else before we wrap it up? No, that's it. Okay, cool. Uh, oh, wait, yeah, that's true. Just letting us know that he fisted as hard as he could. I did. We don't have a Kyle. Uh, I don't, we don't have a Kyle gift, so I don't want to play a whole video, but we do have uh, we, we do have Kyle. Hold on, let me let me transition. Really, I never. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? And here's the Kyle. <laughs> Where's Kyle? No, he's the one that, where it says, who's Moon Knight? Oh, yeah. That's right. oh yeah, yeah. yeah, here it is. Who's Moon Knight? <laughs> who's Moon Knight? You know, I don't know, but the the Moon Knight comic's been pretty good. So I, go check that it. out. I, I always uh, love when the Moon Knight picks up, but it needs to maintain. Like last time they had a good launch, and it's like they go so many issues and stop. Yeah, that book's been relaunched more times than. Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of, did you guys see Guardians got canceled? Good. The book. The book. Good. Oh, it was oh, not good. good. <laughs> I the last time I was on, I ranted about how much you that did. Book oh, oh, you I did. I quit buying it when I went to the store because I was like. I saw the new issue came out this week, and I was like, "No, I just got to stop. So, I'll wait till it's in a quarter bin." So is Al Ewing just finishing the, uh, what do you call it, the last annihilation stuff? I guess. Ouch. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, Mike, I, I've been buying Guardians. I love the book. I he wanted to write a Nova book. He didn't yeah. want to write a Guardians book. He wrote some stuff for Scar Star Lord that just changed his character enough that he's not likable. He doesn't understand Rocket. He didn't like, like the, I, the book was missing fun. I like not liking Star Lord. Yeah, Star Lord sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks to everybody that watched live, Mike. Yeah, thank Greg, you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, uh, Jimmy from earlier, uh, Trailblazing. Uh, we appreciate you guys uh, getting up earlier and watching our show. Uh, I mean, you just had to wake up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're here. Share, share, like, uh, subscribe, stay tuned to the channel. Like I said, we have uh, the video for the Netflix recap. And it's not everything. It's just stuff that I'm... Oh, fuck. That's what I wanted to do. Good. I'm glad I said Netflix. Uh, y'all want to... Have y'all seen the Sandman trailer? Yeah. Thing? Yes. Well, yes. I haven't. So let's watch it. And yes. Oh, dude. Yeah, I was, totally. I was, oh, saving it. I was saving it for this, and I almost missed my saving it for no goddamn reason. I showed, I showed Hazel uh, the uh, Cowboy Bebop opening last night, and then that oh. Sandman trailer. And then we watched an episode of Cowboy Bebop, because she had never seen yeah. it. So. Oh, let me know what she thinks, because I my only complaint about Cowboy Bebop is that some of the voice acting has an H great yeah i know it's um she she liked what she saw i think um it was i, I picked a second episode it's the stray dog strut because oh, you know okay. who doesn't like dogs and um it 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 was good it was fun uh it, so i mean i'm not going to pick the one where like spike's all emo 
you have to build up to that. So that's true. <laughs> All right, let me share my screen. All right, let's uh, do it. So yeah, let's let's watch. Let's go I ahead and watch. I can't believe you haven't watched this. I can't oh, believe I saved it for the show. <laughs> Or you um, may, or or a trailer. How come you didn't watch? A, you didn't do a, a trailer thing for that. Uh, no mercy. The, the the thing you put on the Discord. Yes. I Clay, that looked weird as shit. And, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's because it was weird as shit. I mean, I don't I made put it, up stuff normal. I mean, who the fuck wants to watch normal? Yeah, I made an executive decision to not do that. But yes. let's let's go check out the trailer for the first look at Sandman from Neil Gaiman. Uh, uh, and let's see. All right, let's check it out. Yes. Tonight we will achieve what no one has even attempted. We will summon an imprisoned death. I give you a coin made from a stone. I give you a feather pulled from an angel's wing. I give you the blood from my veins. We summon you together. Death has family, desire, destiny. Which one have I got? Dream. You're going to need all the help you can get. So. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I know when you see him at the end and he has the look, but I love the mask. mask. I love the mask. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So. What do you guys know? What volume this may be pulled from? One. It's the it's, uh, it's the very story. Yeah, when they kidnap him. And okay. the thing I find fascinating is they only mention death and desire. So are we not going to get the whole but family? They said despair as well. Oh, did they say despair? Okay, yeah. so just did but they say diesel? No, no, no. <laughs> they left out diesel. They left out destruction. God uh, damn it. Um, but also when they're saying those, you notice they show each of the accoutrements that in the original story he has to go track down. Yes. Wow. So oh I'm so excited. That man, that was good. I, I'm was excited. Good. I'm excited for the show. I haven't read a lot of uh, like I've read some of the volumes. I haven't read, I think uh is it season of the witch or yeah, what's volume four? Uh, season, season of the, of the mist. mist volume season four mist. when whenever he I guess takes over. I don't want to go too much into it in case they're going to do it in the show. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, it like that, that one's probably my favorite. Um, so I'm excited. Like the dude looks great as, as dream. Uh, is it Charles? What's his name? Charles Denson. I don't know. I don't know who the actor is. It's I the did, guy the from only... Game of Thrones. It's Tyrion. Uh, Tywin. Oh, that guy. Yeah. I thought Tywin you were talking about, Game of Thrones. I thought you were talking about, um, dream. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, I think I saw a lot of poster character, uh, character posters yesterday. Yeah, I saw those. Um, yeah, so I did too. that was very. But cool. Death didn't have her makeup. No, she didn't. You're right. Yeah, I I only knew it was her because of the hat, and I knew who the actor was playing. Yeah. Okay. So my 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 thing as well. Like, it, so if they're planning on doing the first volume and that's season one, if season two ends up being the second story, which is my favorite, I am all in. That story is so dark. It's horror. It's it is full on horror. Really curious how they're going to do that. 
You don't think they could do two volumes in one season? I would hope they wouldn't. I think you've really got to draw you, it you, out. You think one? You think one six? What is it? Six issues can fill up like I don't know eight episodes. Oh yeah. Or well, I mean, hell, just look at Preacher season one. It's basically issue one uh, of the book. Such well, a bad adaptation. But but the, I mean, they've already said that was kind of like season zero. Right, right, right. Right. It was a prequel to season. But it one. didn't yeah. add anything that I that was enjoyable. I still liked it. I, I yeah, really, yeah. I have a soft spot for that for a season of Preacher because it's just it's taking that concept and being like before before the explosion. Let's yeah. learn more about the town, and then you get the explosion, right? Um, so here, no, I really, I really think for this to succeed, they have to do a story a season because you need yeah. that drawing out. And then just imagine how poignant if they end it with that first de death issue. With the the you know the kids playing soccer, that is just it's going to hit like a punch in the gut, right? Yeah. So it's like if they if they draw it out where, you know, you get the full exploration of that first story, and then it ends that way. Oh, it's going to be it. Oh, it's going to be good. <laughs> so yeah. I'm excited. That was good. I'm glad I waited because, yeah, it was it was, yeah. it was worth worth the wait. And Neil oh, Gaiman well, adapt. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was yeah, go go ahead go ahead. I know I was just talking about Neil uh, Gaiman adaptations are very hard to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, what I mean, it seems like I don't think we've seen a well. good. I think Good Omens is probably the most successful thing. Mm, I'll 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 go back and I'll agree because they're coming back with the second season. Of they Gaiman. are, but hang on, everyone forgets the original adaptation, Neverwhere. Oh, okay. and that was yeah. that was good. The the, the actor true. playing the um. Uh, that's true. I forgot about God. That. What is his name? Um, he's fantastic. I mean, he carries the show. Um, but yeah, Neverwhere is great. Um, Good Omens is great. I've heard the audio version of Sandman is really good. I just got season one to listen to it. So I feel like when Neil's involved, they tend to be pretty good adaptations. So Dead Boy Detectives are showing up in season three of Doom Patrol, I hear. Ooh. And, uh, and the Sisterhood of Yaya instead of Brotherhood. Yeah. Is, the Traveling Pants? Wait, wait no. is this the is this really the cast of Neverwhere? Like uh Magneto and Sherlock and uh not Magneto, sorry. Call them by their human names. I forget. Not their mutant I names. I, I think I, I think I mean it's from the it's from the mid nineties. It's you know it's pretty old, yeah. yeah looks, but then they there was another remake of it, right? Oh, there was of, of very, Neverwhere. Yeah, I thought that there was two versions of Neverwhere. Oh, very mid nineties. So it's got. Let's see. It's got. Um, Is this the TV cast? Yeah. Oh, so wow. all right. So. Uh, Patterson Joseph, who plays the Marquis, is wonderful. I forgot Capaldi is in it. Jesus, oh, it's really? been a long time since I've seen it. Um, Gary Bakewell. I forget uh, her name, but I think I like her. I like the stuff she's been into. Yeah. She was a uh, Game of Thrones, also um, uh, Queen Marjorie, I think. What's yeah. Cool. It's 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 the kind of show that is amazing right up until they have to really double down on special effects, and then that whole scene is just laughable. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> and then, but everything else around it is fantastic. So, all right, all right. Well, let's wrap this up because we're at two and a half hours without Kyle. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Th thanks for watching, everyone. Remember to share, like, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. Uh, we go live most Sundays, ten a.m. Central Standard Time.
And we just kind of talk about this. Uh, we have plans for October that I will talk to my co-host about after this. Uh, but it's going to be skewing towards horror, uh, both comics, or, I mean, comics, TV, and movies, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, let me see here. I think that's all. So thanks for watching, everyone. Bye-bye. And let's get out of let's here. Let's ride. <laughs> thanks, everyone, for watching. Well, I love you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Clay? Hail Bebo. Josh? Josh? My vagina is haunted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. Yeah. I've got it now. <laughs>